I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. When Sam Kimura was diagnosed with the rare blood disorder aplastic anemia, she began seeking a bone marrow donor to treat her disease. Her sister Alex was more likely than someone not related to her to be a match, but testing showed she wasn't. Not willing to passively wait for a match, the two embarked on a cross-country trip to raise awareness for bone marrow transplants and encourage people to register for a database of potential donors. We spoke to Alex Kimura executive director of Sharing America's Marrow, about her cross-country journey with her sister, the response they've gotten, and how they're changing people's perception of what it takes to make a potentially life-saving bone marrow donation. Alex, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. We're going to talk about Sharing America's Marrow, the cross-country trek you and your sister and friend are making, and, and how it all came about. But let's start with your sister, Sam. What happened? So in 2010, when she was 17 years old, she was diagnosed with a rare bone marrow failure disease called severe aplastic anemia. There's only a few hundred cases a year in the U.S. of this disease, and the only cure for this disease is a bone marrow transplant. So she was told that she would need to find a donor. And unfortunately, as her only sister, I wasn't a match for her. And she couldn't find a match out of the 11 million people on the National Donor Registry or anyone in the 25 million people that are set up online. So we had to try to find another way to treat her to make sure she could still be here because they only gave her about six months to live when she was diagnosed. So luckily, she was able to have another treatment that has kept her here today, but the only cure for this disease is a bone marrow transplant. Well, how common a disease is aplastic anemia? What's the prognosis and, and what are the treatment options? Sure. There's only about 500 cases a year in the U.S. of severe aplastic anemia. And um, when she was diagnosed, she was given six months to live. So it's a, it's a very severe and deadly disease. So the bone marrow transplant is the best cure, but if you are unable to find a donor, they do autoimmune suppressive therapy. She did a treatment called ATG, and takes she still takes about 20 pills a day to keep her disease in check. But it's still there, and hopefully we can find a donor for her so she can have that transplant that would cure the disease. So as you mentioned, you, you weren't a match. Uh, I take it as a sister, you, you would be... Um... Uh, considered a likely match. What's the odds of a sister being a match? And how did you feel when you found out you weren't? Yeah, as her, as her sister, I had a 25% chance of being a match. So I had I had the best chance. And we look very similar. The doctors thought that I had a good shot of being the person that could donate to her. But unfortunately, they told me I was a the opposite of the matches they needed, and it was devastating for me. I'm Sam's big sister, and we've been we've always been best friends. We've always been very close, and I really thought that that was my job was to save her. And it was just it was devastating for me to know that I couldn't be the one that could donate to her. But I really, after getting over that initial heartbreak, I 
said to myself, I have to do everything I can to find a match for her. This, this is my job as her big sister to find her hero. So, what, Once um, doctors eliminate immediate family, how, how do they go about finding a match? So doctors, after they search siblings and um, immediate family, they search the National Donor Registry, which has about 11 million people in it. And then if you can't find a match in the National Registry, they look internationally as well. And unfortunately, about half of patients that need a bone marrow transplant are unable to find a donor on any of those registries. How did Sharing America's bone marrow come about? So when Sam was diagnosed in 2010, we wanted to do everything we could to find her a match, but we also found out about the huge need for bone marrow transplants for patients facing all different kinds of diseases, leukemia, lymphoma, sickle cell anemia, and other rare bone marrow failure diseases. So we wanted to do everything we could to find Sam a hero and those other patients as well. So we started signing up donors back in 2010 and had been doing so since then and had registered several thousand people. But last year we were just talking about still how there's this huge need for donors and how there's so much misconception around bone marrow donation. And we really wanted to do something big. And we thought, what better way to raise awareness and sign up donors than by getting in a van and going all across the country to do this. So it kind of just was a, a dream of ours to take this kind of big trip together to go to all 50 states and to just raise awareness and try to sign up as many people as possible. So as an organization, what's the goal of sharing America's bone marrow? So our goal is with Sharing America's Marrow or SAM in honor of my sister Sam. It's just to sign up as many people as possible and squash the myth about bone marrow donation. So many people think that donating is a really scary or painful procedure when in reality they have really advanced it in the last few years so that 75% of donors just donate blood stem cells, which is like giving platelets or plasma. And then the bone marrow donation, which did used to be a more in intense invasive procedure, it's now done under general anesthesia. So you don't feel any pain. You go home the same day. You might be a little sore, but you completely change somebody's life, completely save their life. So our goal was just to register as many potential donors as possible and then let people know that bone marrow is nothing to be afraid of. It's an amazing opportunity to give life to someone who wouldn't have that chance without you. At this point, are you still doing the city-to-city -city tour? So we just got done with the tour on Saturday, and well, we're with 49 states, and Hawaii is our last state. So we're done with the road trip part, and we've been on the road since January 20th, signing up donors, and we've been to 49 states, and we've signed up over 18,000 potential donors and found 37 potential matches for patients. It's been really encouraging, so we're excited to um, see the year through and go to Hawaii and finish out all 50. Well, as you went from city to city, how did these events work? What what did you do with them? So it's really easy to sign up to be a donor. All you have to do is just fill out a form and do a cheek swab. And it's just your basic contact information. And then the cheek swab collects um, cheek cells, which is then typed for your HLA type, which is based on your, your DNA. And that's why it's so rare to find a match. It's not like blood when there's a certain amount of matches or, or a certain amount of types. There are millions of different combinations of HLA types and so we need as many people as possible to sign up because there's just you never know and you know out of 25 million people in the world that are signed up to be a bone marrow donor not a single one is a match for my sister and there are thousands of other patients in the same situation so it's super easy to get on the list and we need everyone and, and the reason you need a match is because 
people would otherwise reject the transplant? Yes. So when you donate your bone marrow or your stem cells, you're giving that patient basically an entire new immune system and a new blood system. So you have to trick the body into thinking that that is your own um, blood blood stem cells or bone marrow. So the closer DNA match you can get, the more likelihood of this patient having a successful transplant and being cured of their disease. So a year-long van trip across 50 states is rather grueling. During this time, your sister was was ill with, with this disease. How did she hold up and, and how has her illness affected the travel? Yes, she did... Um, she hung in there. She was definitely more tired. Her her illness affects her blood counts, her white blood cells, red blood cells, and platelets. So um, she's more likely to get sick. Uh, she's definitely more tired. So she had to take some days off and sleep in a little bit more. But she did great. You know, she's so passionate about finding a match to help other patients. So she she hung in there and just has to make sure she takes her medicine every day and on certain times and just has to stay away from sick people. So it wasn't as hard as I think we thought it would be on her because it was just, it was such an adventure and we were all really just passionate to get through the year and to to do the best we can. So it it was really inspiring for me and I think for other patients that she's met along the way to see someone who's battling this kind of life-threatening disease just, you know, take, take their life back into their own hands and really get the most out of it. So I, I know you've thrown out numbers as, as we've gone, but I, I wanted to, to go over them. Sure. In, in terms of the number of people you've signed up, uh, how many people have you now signed up and added to the, the database? We've signed up over 18,000. And you, you've actually, you haven't found a match for Sam, but you have found a match for how many people? For 137 other patients, we found potential matches for them. And again, part part of what you've been doing is educating people not only about the need, but the process of becoming a donor and getting on the match list. What what does someone actually have to do? Sure. So once you sign up to the list, which is just the consent form and doing the cheek swab, it is very, very rare that you would actually get that call that you're a match for someone. One in about 500 that you'd get an initial call, and then one in several thousand that you'd actually go on and donate. And if you are that person that's lucky enough to save a patient's life, 75% of the time you donate blood stem cells, which is like giving platelets or plasma. It takes a few hours, but you donate blood. They cycle out the peripheral blood stem cells. Um, watch a few movies. We know people who just got on Netflix the whole time, and they go home the same day, and you completely save somebody's life. The, there are some injections ahead of time that boost up your blood stem cells, so it does take a few hours out of your life, but... Again, you completely save someone else's life. And then if you're asked to give bone marrow, which is very rare, only 25% of the time, and usually if a child needs a transplant, it's an outpatient surgical procedure done under anesthesia where the donor doesn't feel any pain during the procedure. They might be a little sore um, for a few days following, but everything that you donate regenerates and you completely give a patient a second chance at life. And who's eligible to be a donor? Yep, they're pretty strict on who can donate just because they want to make sure that there's no risk for the patient or the donor. So you need to be between 18 and 55 years old and in good general health. And there, there's a lengthy, there is a lengthy qualifications list, but basically no autoimmune diseases, no histories of cancer. Um, there's a few other things in there, no 
uh, diabetes would disqualify you. So they want people who would donate to a patient and um, they would have a successful transplant for that patient because this patient's immune system is already very low. So anything that would compromise the patient's health, they, they will rule you out. But there's a, there's a list on our website and on deletebloodcancer.org, which is the organization that we work with to sign up donors if you have any health concerns. So what's the case for, for being a donor? Make the pitch. You could be the one person in the entire world that could save somebody's life. There could be a patient out there right now who is waiting on you. And with just a few hours out of your day, you can give someone that hope and that second chance of life. And that person might be a sister like my sister. It could be a mom, a dad, a friend. And you could be that person that could save them. And just really encourage everyone who is eligible to sign up to get on the list and just if they could be a hero. It's an amazing opportunity, and um, I wish I could be, a, I wish I was a match for my sister, and I, maybe that her match is listening right now. If someone wants more information on how they can become a donor, where can they go? They can go to our website. It's sharingamericasmarrow.com, and we have more information on there. You can sign up online. You fill out the information, and we'll send you a cheek swab kit, or if you want to host an event and sign up other people, we can send you registration kits and you can see more of where we went this year, different stories from the road, and just other ways to get involved. Alex Kimura, Executive Director of Sharing America's Marrow. Alex, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com.